0: We're up to the bottom of Nun Vav Amidbe is the bottom line, just the Chazer, uh, just the Chazer, what, what, uh, and that's why we'll never get on all that, by the way, it's just kind of a shenanigans that's going to keep us off, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the machloikas, uh, today's daf is, is very simple. It's going to be dealing with the same machloikas of Rabban and Rav Yosef, and that is, a shomer chinam is chayiv only for pshia, for negligence. A shomer sachar is also chayiv for genev and aveda, for theft. Because he's paid, he has a higher responsibility. So the question is, how do you perceive a shomer aveda? Is a shomer aveda, again, you, you find something lost, now you have to watch it. What is your responsibility? You're definitely responsible for pshia. If you're negligent, you're for sure responsible, because everyone's responsible <laughs> for negligence. The question is, if the item is stolen from, if a lost item is stolen from the shomer's house, is he considered a shomer chinam that he's exempt, or is he a shomer Socher that he is chayv? Why would he be a shomer Socher? How is he being paid? So he said yesterday, is because while he's, Oisik in the mitzvah of Ashavas Aveda, He doesn't have to give tzedakah So that itself is a shtickle payment And therefore because it's a shtickle pla- payment That's considered enough to exempt To mechayiv m- chay- you in and So that's Bikits of the Shailah. Are you just chayiv in Or are you chayiv in G'nei aveda as well We're just going to get back and forth it's Just some quick rayas. That, that, that's what today's daf is the Gemara The following kasha. Okay Look at this brace. brace is a little bit of a cryptic Bryce If I found a lost object And I returned it to a place that you'll see it Meaning I didn't necessarily knock on the door and hand it to you But I put it by your desk I put it in a place that you'll definitely see it That's fine You could leave it there Meaning you don't have to actually hand it to him As long as I put it by your car I know you'll see it That's fine. fine Let's keep going I'm the... yoy to the mitzvah But if it's stolen Chayiv, I'm chayiv Now isn't this referring to a case Where it's stolen from my house It's very clear That a Shomer Aveda is Chayiv For theft This is a very big proof That a Shomer Aveda is a Shomer Sacher. It says Again it's not that it was stolen Because I was negligent I was stolen so, my vavda, lav of the It's saying two halachas in, this, in his braisa. Halacha number one is that you don't have to return it to him directly into his hands. You can put it by his car, by his desk. As long as he'll see it, that's fine. Halacha number two, if it's stolen from your house, you're chayiv. Why? Because you're a shaymir sachur. Very clear, right? So the Gemara says, no. No, 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 no. You're misunderstanding this. You're not chayiv for Geneva Veda. Normally, I, it says you're chayiv. That means. If you didn't return it to his hands, you left it by his car, which is negligence. Then you're chayy for theft. So now let's reread this. The Bryce is saying, I don't have to return it to his hands. I could put it by his car. I could put it in an area that he's going to see it, and that's not negligence. I'm chayy, but it is negligence, and therefore if it's stolen from there, I, I mean, if I put it, if I put it by his car, I put it in a place he's going to see it. Yoytzahin, I'm fine because that's fine. But it's negligence, and therefore if it's stolen from there, I'm chayy for pshia. Oh, one second is Returning it to a place he's going to see, negligence or not. Right now, we're saying if it's stolen from my house, I'm exempt because I'm a I'm only chayef for pshia. It says, it means if you don't return it to the guy's hands and you leave it by his car, you shouldn't be doing that. That's negligence. That's why it's a So, you're chayef theft because you were negligent in where you placed it. So, one second. So, <laughs> one second. So, True. So the question is like this, so, so is putting it by an area he's going to see negligence or not? The first line of the Bryce is you could do that, and that's fulfilling the mitzvah, of of Eden, not negligence. But then we turn instantly, say, no, 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 that is negligence. And therefore, which one is it? Is it at negligence or not? So the Gemara says, I don't understand. You, you, you're contradicting yourself. You're saying in your first statement, you don't have to return it directly to the to the owner of the lost object. You could just put it in the area he's going to see. And that's fine. But then you said, that's negligence. So your chay if it's stolen, because it's negligence. Is it negligence or not? The answer is, it depends when you put it there. If I put it by your office, by your parking spot, is it negligence? Well, it depends. If you put it by the day in an area where he's going to see it, then it's not negligence. Then you are yotz to the mitzvah. Then, and you're not going to be chay for theft because it's not negligence. But if you put it there at night where he's not going to be there for the next 15 hours, then it is negligence. It just depends on when you go. So the Gemara says, If you left it in the afternoon, and in the morning, there's different halachas. But tani, this is how you're supposed to read the B'raith. If I put it in the morning, by your car, or by your whatever, an area that you always go, an area you're going to see, and I put it in a time when you're going to see it, that's Yoyitzah and it's common for you to go there. Therefore, That's fulfilling the mitzvah, not negligence. But if you put it in that exact same spot, but you put it in the afternoon and at night... And it's not common for you to see it, then, then it's negligence, and therefore if it's stolen, but we still do not have a proof of whether you're <coughs> have and Aveda when you're not negligent. We're now reinterpreting the braisa that it's talking about a case of negligence, but if you're not negligent, we don't know whether you're. <laughs> so the point is, but you the, the point is like this. That's only fulfilling the mitzvah when it's a time that he's going to see it. Meaning, you can't just say, "Well, he will see." Meaning, it means not just a place that he'll see, a place that he'll practically see, In a time that he's going to see. Meaning, don't think that you could just leave it by his car no matter what time of the day. No, if you leave it by his car at night, he's not going to see it. That's negligence. That, that's the point. another kasha. Shusai. Well, the brayse basically says you're chay for theft until you return it to his domain. That's pretty clear. The B'raith says, you're chay for theft until you return it. That kind of stands, you're for theft. Pretty clear proof that you're a shay The gemara says, Very interesting, shita. I agree with you that you're high for theft by animals. Animals, because they roam, requires a higher level shmira. So says Raba... My machloikis of whether you're considered a Shem Ressach or a Shem does not apply to animals. Animals, you're going to have a higher responsibility. Because animals roam, you're going to be chayv for theft, by the way, from your house. Understand? Meaning if you leave, if you, if you find a sheep, whatever, a chicken, and you leave it in your house, and someone breaks into your house and steals it, everyone agrees you're chayv. Why? I thought Rabbah holds you a Shem Yeah, yeah, You're a Shem for the average item. Because the average item, it's like, how high of a Shemir do you need? Animals move. Animals roam; therefore, the Torah requires a high level shmira, and therefore, you're for animals. That's a chiddush. Again, even though, again, it's not like the animal roamed out of your house; someone broke into your house. But the point is, animals, the Torah requires a high level shmirah. It's an interesting shita. The huh? says, the because the animals just move." But you say you need a high level shmirah. Okay, interesting. Hey, Rabbi Yosef, Yosef the following question. How you you're a shemir sacher in the level of responsibility, not because you're paid. Meaning, the point is, you're not getting paid, but the Torah is requiring you a higher level shmirah, dafka for animals. Usually you're Correct. More because you have more of a Correct. This is just the Torah. It's sort of like the Torah is of you, and the Torah is of you a higher level shmira by animals. You're right. You're not. There's no incentive. Like if you could use the animal, Correct. Zero problem. incentive base. This is just the Torah is saying you need a higher level shmira. So for this, you're a Yisachar. Not in any way that helps you. Right. Okay, it says which means you shall return a lost object and then it says Tishivem. So why? what's the double hashen? So I only know that I could return it to your house. How do I know that I could return it to How do I know I could return it to your, your yard, your garden, your churva, your deserted building? You may, let me ask you a question. We're having a discussion of whether you're a shamir or a shamir One of the natural, you don't even have to be a big time to know this, a shamir we're going to be more lenient with you in everything. We're also going to be more lenient of how you return the lost object. Meaning, if we're going to be super particular with how you return a lost object, that kind of sounds like very shamir If we're more chill with you, that's shamir Let me ask you a question. The B'raise says I could return a lost object to a, a garden or to a, a building. Two options of what type of garden, what type of building. An open garden or a locked garden. Now here's the problem. If it's a locked garden, what do I need the price to tell me this? I, uh, I, uh, someone say something? I oh, don't know. Meaning if it's a locked garden, if it's a locked garden or a locked building like Shomer, do I need the pussy to tell me I could return it to a locked garden? Of course. What's the difference? The locked garden, if you, uh, you have a house and you have an office... Ah, I could return it to your office. If the office is locked at night and the only one who has access is you, then how is that different than the buyers? Of course, it's posh I could do it. LMI, it must be the Bryce is saying that I could return it to you in open office. Now, why would I be allowed to do that? The answer is, you're a Rechinim, and therefore, don't worry. I Meaning, if you're shemir Rezachar, the same way shemir Rezachar will have higher responsibilities, he's going to have higher responsibilities, how he returns it also. If you're telling me that I could return it to an open office, an open garden, that means, why would we allow this? The answer is, he's Hashem Rechinim anyway. He's not getting anything from this. Don't be so tough with him. Let him return it. Because again, that, those are two options. It's either a locked office or an unlocked office. If it's a locked office or a locked garden, whatever it is. If it's locked, and you're the only one who has a key, and I have, whatever, I can get in, I can place it there. Then what do you need the Pasek to tell me? What's the difference? Of course, I have, you think I have to return it to your house? Of course, of course it's Pasek. LMI, it's an unlocked office. And I'm leaving it to an area that's kind of a little dangerous. So why am I allowed to do this? Why isn't it crazy to do this? Yeah, it's just, he's no, no. That must be the shot So the Gemara says, What does it mean that I'm allowed to return it to your garden or to your deserted building? If it's a locked office or a locked garden and it's completely safe and the item in there is not going to be taken out, then. The Gemara says, then it's Pasha. Why do I need a special place? It's your house. It must be that it's an open garden and it's an open office. And why am I allowed to return it? The only reason why we're allowed you to return it is because we're being chill with you. Why? Because you're Shem If you're talking shame Shem Yisachar, then we're not going to be lenient with you in the definition of negligence. Sagamari so says, No, I'm really No, 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 no. Really, it's a locked garden. I, If you're going to ask Akasha, if it's a locked garden, isn't that the exact same thing as a house? The answer is no. Udakakasha, haynu bayis. How come Ashwan? really, you can't return it to an open garden because you're shomer sachar. And when it says you return it to an office or to a gina, it means a locked, protected gina. So you can ask the kakashah, what do you need a pasuk for? Isn't that the exact same thing as a house? The difference is a house, you know about it. Meaning, you see from here that I could return a lost object to your office without telling you, and I'm yoy to the mitzvah because I know it's going to be there. I don't have to call you up and say, "Hey, I lo- I found your lost object. I'm returning it." no you see if it was your bias that would imply owner's awareness because you live in your house the fact that the posseg is adding that i could return it even to your office or even to your garden what it means is as long as it's safe and protected and locked i could return that without ever telling you you never even have to know that it was returned as long as it gets back to you you could not even know it was lost that's fine so the Gemara says, Hakamashul and Laibeen Dasbailam. You don't need the owner to know about any of this. That's the point. And that's why I picked garden, even though it's mamish protected. Kid Rav Ravelaza says, Dam Ravelazar ha cult suikum das bailam. Normally you need to return an object, you need the awareness of the owners. Chutmi Ashav Saveda. Meaning now we're to come to returning. Normal uh, transactions require the owner's knowledge, except for Ashavasabeda. Shari Riv to Tara Hashis Harbeda. That's Hashiv to Shivan, just return it to him. It doesn't matter that he's aware of it. Just get it back to him in any way. If you slip it into his pocket in a way that it won't get lost. That's also Yahya to the mitzvah. Huh? It to him. No, but it is. It's to his property. That's the point. Hashav to means he doesn't even have to know about it. Okay. a of Yosef, another kasha. It's a fantastic raya. You don't think it's a Shemachinim? Of course it's Shemachinim. Why? There's a Sugya called Atayin Tainis Ghanif. Tainis is very simple. Um, I'll tell you the case. I give you an item to watch. Toyin Tainas Ganef only applies to Shem Echidim. let explain in a moment. I give you an item. Hey, can you watch my Gemara? Okay, fine. I come back the next day. I'm like, hey, where's, can I have a Gemara? You're like, oh, stolen. I'm like, okay, that kind of stinks, but you're Shem so, all right. Uh, day later, I see you learning from it. You're caught. You have to pay kefil. Because you Toyin is Ganef, you tried to get out of it by claiming theft. You were caught. You have to pay kefil. Look, now know that. Instead of this case of me giving you a Gemara to watch, let's reinterpret the case according to the Brysa. You find the Gemara, the owner comes and said, Hey, I heard you found the Gemara, and you're like, Yeah, it was stolen. I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of stinks, but you're exempt because it's stolen. And then the next day, I find you learning it. You have to pay me kefal. What do you see from here? You see that theft is an excuse by Hashem Ravim. If The whole point of Tan is Ganev is I'm claiming theft to absolve myself. And because I'm caught to be a liar, I have to pay double. Let's say instead of Hashem uh, uh, Rechinam, I, I, uh, you're a shoyal, okay? You borrow the Gemara from me. And then I come back and I say, I'm like, hey, you borrowed the Gemara, I can have it back. You're like, it was stolen. I'm like, well, pay. There's no like, oh, it stinks. There's no Tanyin Tainis Ganav. Tanyin tany by definition means you're exempting yourself by saying it was stolen, so now you're absolved. Then you were caught to be a liar, so you tried to get Scott, clean, Scott free, you pay double. If you're Chayiv and Geneva ave, the Tanyin Tainis makes no sense. The second you claim it was stolen, you don't have to pay. There's no kefil. So, what you see from the Sugi is there's Ta'in is Ganif by Shemir Aved. That a Shemir Aved is claiming it was stolen and he's absolving himself. Oh, so you see a Ta'in Ta'in is Ganif. You see that a Shemir Aved is not Chayev in Geneva. Because if he's Chayev in Geneva, then what's Ta'in is Ganif? What's him saying, him claiming, oh, it was stolen? Great, then pay me, your are chayiv. The fact that he's claiming it was stolen and absolving himself indicates that there is no chayiv of gneva by a shaymir aveda. So Gemara says, mm-hmm. and if you say that a shaymir is a shaymir sachir and he's chayiv and gneva, am Then what's the purpose of him claiming? Not just what's the purpose, then he's not going to pay kefil. The second he claims it was stolen, pay me. Boom. Karnavoy shlumet. The Gemara says, "I'll tell you the case. Here's the case. Really, it's like a riddle. How is a shomer aveda if you hold like Rav, Yo, or like, uh, uh, Rav Yosef that he's a shomer sachar, which means he's Chayef for Keneva aveda? How could he have tiny ganav? Here's the case. He claims it was stolen by an armed robber. It's theft, but nobody holds your Chayef Meaning, even if you hold he's a shomer sachar, a shomer sachar is Chayef for theft, not for armed theft." Because no one would expect you to be able to start dealing with a guy who's got a gun. So the cl- case is, he didn't just claim it was stolen. He was claimed it was stolen by an armed robber. Therefore, everyone agrees he was absolving himself, even Rav Yosef. He claims, again, the guy says, hey, I heard you uh, found my Gemara. Can I have it back? And he's like, it was stolen. So Rav Yosef is like, great, pay me. You're Shem He's like, no, no, it was stolen by an armed robber. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That kind of stinks, I guess you're absolved, and then the next day they find out it wasn't stolen at all. That's the case of Toyin Tainas Slight problem. Toyin Ganif only applies to a ganef. Is an armed robber a ganeth or a goslin? The difference is a ganef steals at night, because he's like scared. A goslin steals during the day a ganif so you have these two things So a is ganif only applies to a ganif not to a goslin, Right? there is no is goslin. it's only is ganif so you're telling me the case of this brisa is where he claimed it was stolen by an armed robber that means that an armed robber is a ganif again a ganif is someone who steals at night cuz he's scared a goslin is someone who just knocks punches you in the face and takes the item so the question is over here uh, over here so over here it's a is ganif a tain a tying a is Ghanif. Yeah. So over here, like this, you're telling the cases where it's, he claimed it was stolen by an armed robber, and you're telling me that an armed robber is a ganif. That's a bit of a chiddush. It's fine, but it's a bit of a chiddush, Because again, a ganif is someone who's scared who robs at night. A goslin is someone who just goes and punches you in the face. A gazlin, an armed robber, steals during the day but with a gun. So he's a little Ghanif he's a little goslin-y. He's Ghanafi in the fact that he's afraid, that's why he has a gun, but he's a goslin because he's doing it in broad daylight. So you see from this Sugya that the fact that you're saying that the case of Tainan is Ghanaf is by an armed robber is that an armed robber is a Ghanif. Okay. So the Gemara says. So I just want to understand this. Yeah. So both cases, you're still considered, uh, it, it's careful still? You'll be careful if you're absolving yourself. So if you hold that you're chayiv in geneva vedo, the only way to absolve yourself by lying is an armed robber. If you hold that you're a shaymechinam, then any toyentainas ganav would apply to all geneva. So the Gemara says, hachmei eskiin on get you toyentainas listemezuim. Amr leh, Isn't a mizuin a gazlin? So how could you say it's a toyentainas ganav? Amr leh, shanioyim el listemezuim, kiven demit marmin sheganavu. No, I think that an armed robber is a ganav because... He's scared, that's why he has a gun. Okay, so we have another cash. I'll go to the next page. The Bryce says like this so, right now we're having a machloikus again, whether a shemer is chayiv and geneva or not. So, the Brice over there is discussing the differences between a shemer chinam and a shamir sachar. And as his lawyer, the Gemara says over there that a shemer chinam is different than a shamir sachar because a shemer sachar never pays kefil. You never pay Kefal, because you' mm-hmm. and G'nei Veda. What do you mean? You just told me, mm-hmm. you know, It's like a little bit of a riddle. If Rav Yosef holds that you're chayiv for theft, do you ever pay Kefal? The answer is, well, generally not, because again, the premise of Kefal is, I lied to claim that it was stolen, to absolve myself, then I was found out to be lying, I pay Kefal. If you hold that as a Shaimir Aveid is a Shamir Sacher, then the second you claim it was stolen, you're chayiv. There's no absolving yourself. So he said the case that you could pay kefal, according to Rav Yosef, is if you claimed it was an armed robber. Okay, it's an obscure case, but it's possible. Here's the problem. This braces says that a Shaimir Sacher, it says that a Shaimir Chinam pays kefal, Shaimir Sacher doesn't. But now you're telling me that he could pay kefal. How? He claims that it was stolen by an armed robber, absolving himself. He turned out to be a liar and he pays kefal. So why does the Braises say that he doesn't pay kefal? He could pay kefal. So the Gemara says no. This is how you're supposed to read it. Now, the Braise, All the Braises means is that Hashem Rechina pays kefal more often. Than you're right you have found a very obscure situation where a shem could pay kefal and that is he claimed it was an armed robber but how often is that the claim it's very rare so the brisa doesn't mean that a shem rissachar never pays kefal it just a never pays kefal. it just means that it's very rare that he's okay okay have a kasha this next gemara if you're holding very clever, very like a good chab. Like, you'll if you get it, you'll appreciate it. The good says like this: it's talking about how do I know a borrower, what is a borrower responsible for? So, we know a borrower is responsible for everything. So, the first one is if it dies or it breaks, which is an onus, a is chayiv and he's chayiv for everything. I only know that a borrower is chayiv for oinsen. Geneva, how do I know that a borrower is chayiv if it's stolen? Right? Again, I borrowed an item, and an onus happens, lightning struck it, I have to pay. I only know that I have to pay for an onus, how do I know that you have to pay when it's stolen? So the Gemara says, well, Mm A very clever, and that is, if a Shomer Sacher has to pay for Gneva Veda. (laughs) should have to pay for Why? Because a Shoyal is more severe. right? If a Shoyal who has to pay for Oinsin and a Shoyal doesn't, then a Shoyal will definitely have to pay for Very, very simple, very, very clear. Here's the Kasha though. Wait a minute, what's your whole premise? Your whole premise is that it's a Kabachim. If a shomer Sacher, which is more lenient, has to pay for Gnei V'Avedah, a Shoyal has to pay for Gnei because a Shoil is more severe. I actually have a case where a Shoyal does not have to pay as much as a shomer Sacher. What is that? If a shomer Sacher claims the item was stolen by an armed robber, and he lies, he's going to have to pay kefil because he absolved himself, turned out to be a liar, he'll have to pay kefil. A will never have to pay kefal. Why? Because the second he claims that it was stolen, even by an armed robber, he's chayel. Oh, so if you, what you're saying is correct, that a shayel has to pay kefal, said he's more severe. That's the Gemara's kasha. So why are you saying that a shayel is more severe, but if you're right, that a shayel right, will have to pay kefal, by a by claiming that it was an armed robber, that's something that the shayel never has to pay. Oh, so because the shayel never has to pay, then the shayel is less severe than the shayel so the Gemara says no. You wouldn't say the same by Shomachinim, though. You're saying Shomachinim is stricter than a Sha'al because the Shomachinim always has to be careful if he claims to be told. You're touching on the answer. The Gemara's answer is... The Gemara's answer is... You, what's your kasha? We're saying that a Sha'al is more severe because he's got more responsibilities. But you're saying, no, he's not. Why? Because a sacher has to be careful, a doesn't. Why doesn't a Sha'al have to be careful? Because he's responsible. Because he's chayif, meaning your whole the whole thought process is flawed. If you're looking at it as a, 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 a dollar and cents situation of how much you pay at the end, you're right. A Shemr Sacher will sometimes pay more than a Shail. But why does a Shail not pay Kefil? Because he's chayiv automatically. So it's actually way more severe. It's like you, you're not thinking, you're not seeing like big picture. You're just like, well, a Shail sacher pays Kefil. That's two hundred dollars. A Shail only pays a hundred dollars. A sacher is worse. No, why do you think Hashem R'sachem pays kefal? Because he was able to absolve himself. A shayel pays right away. He's chayev automatically. So therefore, you go from a world of chiyuvim. a is way more severe than a shayem The Gemara says, because that Tana believes that Hashayah is always more severe. Why? Because carnival is Adifa is The fact that he's Chayav automatically the Karen, you're right, he'll never pay Kefal. He never pays Kefal because he's high right away. Therefore, he is way more severe than a that, that it's, it's, it's a flawed argument. It's a flawed Tana. Okay, let's just finish up. Um, let's try to bring one proof to Rav Yosef's position that a shomer Aved is a shomer Sacher. What does the Raisa say? If I rent a cow and it was stolen, Halah Harini Okay. I, uh, I rent a cow. I claim it was stolen. I got two choices right now. This is a big sugi that we'll deal with later on. I think it's in Bubba Kama. I think it's a, Oh, no, it's actually a sugi in B'am-Maziyah. I apologize. It's a big sugi in B'am-Maziyah. And that is, uh, I claim that it was stolen. So the owner's like, "Here's the deal, you could swear that it's stolen or pay." Mm-hmm. So you decide. Listen, I'm just going to pay. I don't want st- to. I don't want to swear. I'm just. Gonna- How much is the cow? It's a hundred dollars. I- I- I'll pay a hundred bucks. Here's the deal. It's a little bit of a gamble. <clears throat> if they ever find the the thief, mm-hmm. and they return it, I get the kefil because I paid for it. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of a gamble. Again, it's a gamble because I didn't. I, I just didn't want to make an oath. I could swear and absolve myself, and then if they find the theft, it'll go to the original owner, but by me paying, I become the owner, and therefore, if they ever find the thief, it comes to me. That's true from a renter as well. So let's see the price. I rent, I rent a car from Adam. For $1,000, the car is worth $10,000. I rent the car. All of a sudden, he says, where's the car? I say, oh, it was stolen. So he says, okay, well, you're going to have to swear to absolve yourself. And I'm like, I'd rather not. I, I'm just going to pay the ten k." So that's fine. I can do that. If they ever find the thief and the thief has to pay kafel, he pays the twenty thousand to me. So it's a little bit of a. It might be worth it at the end. Anyway, now, here's the question. We had this once. What what is a renter? Is a renter a shem or a shem It's machlekes tanoim. Meaning, what what is the responsibilities of a renter? Again, shem just pshia, shem Re-Sachar, gneva aveda. What is a Seichar? It's a shemer It's a machoikas. We assume we assume that the Tana would always want to go with Rav Yehuda. Rav Nasi, he was the author of Mishnayos. Rav Yehuda's opinion is that a renter is a shemer Sacher, which means this case: I am a renter, which I am responsible for theft, and it was claimed to be stolen, and I said, "Listen, it was stolen, so I don't want to pay." And they're like, "That's fine, but you got to swear." And if I swear, I'm absolved. I choose not to swear and I choose to pay instead. Why am I absolved if I if I swear? I'm a shemir sacher? The Gemara says, wait a minute. Again, the case is it was stolen from me. I'm a renter. We're assuming a renter is like a shemir sacher, which means I'm chay for G'nei naveda. I claim it was stolen. Absolve myself. I just have to swear to really like to really like hammer it home. I choose not to swear, I say I'll pay, and I'll get kefal. Which means, I'm absolving myself, and there's a case of kefal. How do you have that? If I'm a Shamir sachar, that means I'm responsible for theft. So how is there ever kefal? I should have to pay right away. How am I absolving myself? The Gemara says, dummy." Hey, the only way this makes sense is again, I'm a soicher, I'm a renter. We're assuming a renter has the same responsibilities as a Shomer Socher, which is I'm Chaya for gneva and Naveda. I claim it was stolen. Absolve myself. They're like the bezens, like, listen, you don't have to pay, but you gotta swear to if you swear, you're exempt. I say, I don't want to swear. It's a whole thing to swear. It's an oath, it's very scary. I'd rather just pay the 10k. Fine, and then I get kefil, which means. I'm absolving myself from theft, and then there's kefal. How could there ever be kefal? How am I absolving myself from theft? I thought I'm a Shem R'sachar. It must be, I'm claiming it was stolen by armed robbers. Armed robbers, I'm not chayev for that. And when they get found, there's kefal. So you see that armed robbers are like a ganif. this applies. This is all what we've had over the last time, we're Just coming together. The Gemara says, Nimta ganam, ganifu. So the Gemara says no that's not a proof again because this is all because this entire Ahmed is sort of making a couple assumptions it's making assumptions that uh, uh, for an armed robber and that an armed robber is a ganif not a goslin and therefore a tiny tiny applies to an armed robber the Gemara says no you're assuming your whole assumption is that a renter is has the responsibilities of a Hashem sacher, which means that when he claims it was stolen he had to claim it was stolen by an armed robber to exempt himself no it actually follows Rav Meir although it's a Stam Mishnah uh, although it's a Mishnah uh, it's a bresa that was authored by Yudha Nasi. it's following Rav Meir's Ashita that a renter is a Shomer Chinam therefore the case is very simple it's not an armed robber he just claimed it was stolen very simple or slightly different answer or Iba Yisema Barav or the Mishnah or Rav, Rav Yehuda but it follows a different version of Rav Yehuda that Rav Yehuda holds a renter is a Shemachinam but Bekitzer it's a Shemachinam and therefore he's claiming it was stolen not by an armed robber but stom stolen one other answer and then we're done to Sugya Rav Zehra Amar Hacham Hayes Kina tainus listem Lista Mezuyim Benim Tzalistin Shein Mezuyim really or no it could be like this it could be a renter and a renter is a sacher and he claimed that it was stolen by an armed robber. But an armed robber is really a goslin, and there is no Kefal. So why does it say Kefal? Here's the deal, I claimed it was stolen by an armed robber, but it wasn't an armed robber when they found him. They were able to prove he was never armed. I thought he was armed. The guy walked in and he held like a gun, like his finger in his pocket, pointed like a gun. I claimed there was an armed robber to exempt myself, paid the 10K for the car. They found him and they realized he was never armed. So he has to pay careful. So normally... Then it's Zayla and he pays the carrying. Yeah, it's a like, cash, I don't know. I've, I've been bothered by that for like a day and a half, I don't know, I don't, not a day, a day, I don't know. But, but yes, meaning, meaning it's a weird situation. I claim that it was stolen to absolve myself, paid for it, but then the kefil goes to me. Meaning normally, if I just said that it was stolen by an unarmed robber, I just have to pay, and there is no kayfo because there's no kayfo, it's an armed robber that doesn't go because I but I claimed it was stolen from an armed robber, and I could do that. Maybe lie, maybe don't lie. Whatever. Let's say I could lie. I could absolve myself. I choose not to lie under oath. I pay the ten K. They find him, realize he's unarmed. Now he has to pay kayful, because he's unarmed, and the caveal goes to me. It's probably the only case where a a shimer sucker can actually get kephel through technicalities. It's a very strange. It should be how they, they carry. I don't know how they, they could prove it, it but that will de- jeopardy the yeah, is done. yeah. I, so it's you bought you bought the cow. Correct. Right. So he, he always the pkeirin to himself because he bought it. Like, correct. So he pays, and then the no. kephel goes to him. One more, two more lines, and then we'll stop. The Gemara says like this: It said in the Mishnah, the Mishnah said that if an animal. Uh, Still, I know, but you still dollar. end up getting kfil for account a account. responsibility yeah. that's yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. turned out. Strange very strange. You can count that that's my point. You can count that Correct. Yes, pay. but it's a very strange thing that you can get kfil for finally, something that really you're responsible for. And then they got them, they it's just you could have claimed that it was stolen. stolen. It's very clever. Yeah. Well, send said in the mission, let's just finish up. The mission has said that if the animal accidentally fell out of the garden and it squished fruit, uh, or ruined fruit, but again, it broke out accidentally, you only have to pay for the value of um, uh, of the benefit that you got. You don't have to pay for, like, what it ate, you just have to pay for how much would you pay to put tomatoes there for it to land on the tomatoes. The Gemara Sama, Rab Rab says, the cases where it ruined the fruit not by eating it, but by landing on it. So why does... Why does he have to say that it landed on it? Why can't it be that he ate the fruit? Mm Oh, so the Gemara says, but that implies that if he ate it, you're potter legamri? No way. Wait a minute. You're telling me, I'm chayiv to pay, again, a lesser estimation, but I pay for what it fell on, but what it ate i'm exempt that doesn't make any sense why could that why would that be that if i if it ate something i don't have to pay i understand i'm not paying for the value of it in the store i'm paying for how much i would replace it with other fruit i understand that but I, why am i not paying if it ate so the gemara says well if you remember that if the animal overeats to the point of getting sick and dies Rav's opinions you don't have to pay why because you could have told the animal the owner of the fruit can tell the animal you shouldn't have eaten. So over here also, he could say you shouldn't have eaten. But the problem is that's that's not an application. That that's dafka where the animal overeats to the point of being sick. The owner of the fruit doesn't have to pay for the animal. But the animal always has to pay for the fruit that he ate. So the Gemara says, The animal eats, of course the animal should have to pay. So why does Rav say the cases where the animal fell on the tomatoes, fell on the strawberries, whatever, it should be even if you ate the strawberries. The Gemara says, Ella, we'll end with this. Rather, so we'll talk tomorrow about what this answer is, but we'll get to this. But the point is, the end result is going to be a of whether it ate or whether it fell. But we'll talk tomorrow about those details. I will stop here.